Hi, and welcome to Relatable, a podcast dedicated to simplifying the complexities of modern everyday relationships. What if being great at relationships was easy for you? How would that change your life? How would that impact the people you love? I'm Fiona Lukies. Join me as I pull back the curtain on how easy it is for you to up your relationship game so you can enjoy effortless relationships with anyone in your life and become more relatable. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Relatable. I am so thrilled and excited about the guest that I have for you today. His name is Dr. George Pransky and he's someone that I've known for a number of years now. George has been a mentor of mine and I have learned so much from him. He has a wealth of knowledge when it comes to relationships, to understanding the psychological functioning of human beings and what it is that makes people do what they do. George is one of the two professional founders of the understanding that I teach and work from, and this is the understanding of the principles of mind, consciousness, and thought. He has taught these principles for over 40 years to individuals, couples, businesses, and colleagues. And George is also the author of The Relationship Handbook, a wonderful, wonderful book which I highly recommend. Currently, George is a partner at Pransky & Associates in Lacona, Washington in the US, and he is on the executive committee of the Three Principles Global Community. In today's episode, we literally kick off mid-conversation where George and I are really looking at what is it that makes the difference from a human being who sees relationships as difficult and a human being who sees relationships as simple and easy. Now, I love this conversation because I know that there is a lot of misinformation out there that points in the direction of relationships being hard and difficult and requiring a lot of work. And I know that that is not the case, that relationships can be simple, they can be easy. And what I love is that this conversation really points in that direction of simplicity and ease. So I hope you enjoy today's episode with Dr. George Pransky. What's the difference in when they are difficult and when they're easy? So what what switch has to be has to be on for them to be easy and what happens to that switch when their relationships are difficult so for example Linda and I when we were first together everything was easy for us it was easy to make decisions and we felt like it didn't take a bunch of discussion it was easy for us to get on the same page. And in getting on the same page, that didn't take much doing. So that in a way, we found relationships to be easy to do. Now, you have to ask yourself, how do they get difficult? And there's a very simple answer to that. People get resistant. They dig in their heels. And when they dig in their heels, relationships are very difficult. It's kind of like 
getting a wild horse in the barn. You know, they'll go everybody, everywhere, but in the barn. And, you know, you got to roll up your sleeves and you got to breathe. And so many things have to happen to get a horse in a barn. Now, in contrast, it's people fall into their relationships. And most of the people who have relationships would say, yeah, it's, it wasn't that, it wasn't all that hard. Then when that same person becomes resistant, relationships are, are very difficult. So uh, to say it differently, when people are tense, their relationships become difficult. And when they are relaxed, the relationships go pretty well. Now, one of the things that, that, I, that I was told by a chiropractor is that everybody can touch their toes. Every human being can touch their toes. If you hypnotize it, you will see that they can touch their toes. So then you have to ask yourself, well, how come some people can't even get two feet from their toes and other people can touch their toes? And that's because their muscles become resistant. And when, they get, when their muscles get resistant, they have a hard time touching their toes. And to some extent, that's a metaphor for how difficult it is for people when they get resistant. Everything changes when they get resistant. Everything changes. Their posture changes. Their receptivity changes. How uncooperative they are changes. But they, the average person wouldn't, wouldn't say that. They would say, the person that I'm dealing with is being difficult. They didn't see it as things that's happening in their mind. They would see it as something the other person is, is doing to them. Now, one of the phenomenons that you can see in, in a relationship is you'll see that people get into a relationship and it gets hard and some point they say, this is not working for me. It's too hard. I didn't want it to be hard. I'm sorry. I just don't want to be in a relationship. So all of a sudden, the couple breaks up. Now, when they break up, an interesting thing happens. All of a sudden, they go from being difficult, things being difficult, from being tense, to being very relaxed. So all of a sudden, it's like a, a switch goes on, and that same person 
gets relaxed. So you ask yourself, why is that? Well, they, they feel like there's nothing at stake. They can afford to relax because there's nothing at stake. All of a sudden, they're in the relaxed state. One of them says, maybe we should go out and have some dinner. And the other person says, ah, that's a great idea. Why not? So then they're having dinner and they're laughing over dinner. And they both are saying, well, maybe, maybe we gave up on this relationship prematurely. Maybe we should hang in there a little bit. And then as soon as they say, maybe we should hang in there a little bit, they get tense. And then they understand why it didn't work out. Yeah, that actually just reminds me, um, many years ago when I graduated from uni, I had a degree in public relations and I got a job in a public relations consultancy and um, let's just say my attention to detail wasn't great. I had a lot of mistakes in the detail and I, I struggled along for 10 months or something and finally said, this just isn't for me. And the moment I handed in my resignation, my work went to a completely different level. Yeah. Completely different level. My boss said, Fiona, you're doing the best work you've done in your time. Where was your other self four days ago? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, I was trying so hard not to make mistakes yeah. and the more I tried, I just kept making them and, and I was exactly stressed and tense. Yeah. As soon as I resigned, I was like, eh, completely different on yeah. every level. And it made total sense that you were different in in every way. And it was all because your state of mind shifted. And when your state of mind shifted, everything changed. Yeah, it's funny. I actually hadn't even put those two things together until just now in this conversation. Because obviously I didn't have this understanding back then. But I remember thinking, why couldn't I have done that before? Why can't I, you know... Uh, and then you start making making up things. Well, what wasn't as easy as, as it looks, and these other people have been doing it a lot, a lot that I have. Yeah, my boss is micromanaging me. That's why I don't enjoy being micromanaged. That's the problem. It's the expectations are too high. It's uh, there was just so many reasons like in my mind, reasons out here. So yeah, I can see that. It's, it's a really important point, George. Everybody finds it hard when they're tight. And people don't realize that whatever they can do when they're tight, they can do better when they're loose, whatever it is. The way people deal with being tight and tense is they get more tight and more tense. It's like if they have a knot, they pull it to, to, to loosen it. That's so true. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself and seeing that most, most clearly. And it makes sense in the moment to tighten the knot. It, do, it does. People will be, if, I only, if only I could tighten this knot, it would work so much better. 
No, it's hilarious when you think about it. You know, in my mind, what you're pointing to is something that's really simple. Yes. You know, it's it's not complicated. It's not hard. It, it's simple, but it's the. But at the same time, it's very profound. Oh, it is. And people will say, "Well, gee, George, I don't understand." I was so self-conscious, and I was so uptight, and then. Later, when I was able to relax, everything changed. And when you say everything changed, you mean what they were seeing changed? What they were seeing, what they were experiencing, the perceptual reality they they were in was very different. So, in their in their perception, they were between a rock and in a hard place. So in their, in their perceptions, they were saying, gee, there's no easy answer to this. When their mind changed, it was all easy answers. And you know that you talk about when their mind changed. I know that's something that you've looked at for many, many years, but that the, a person's mind changing is something that happens automatically, doesn't it? it? It's not something that requires any input. It's not a doing, is it? It's not an application. Well, not only that, but it happens on a go-forward basis without you having to help. So, for example, if you get people who, let's say we're in a relationship, and the relationship ended without any doing on their part, without any um, activity on their part, their, their relationship will continue to improve, even though they don't do any, anything to improve it. So there's a tendency to people to evolve as human beings and to find solutions to problems. That's built-in capacity. And the only way you can reverse that, mm. if you get tense and tight, then you'll notice that all of a sudden things aren't resolving at all. Yeah, things look harder, feel harder. It looks yeah. like it's too hard to climb. But that's you because you're going against people's nature. See, people's nature is to uh, get over things, mature, mm -hmm. and if you go against people's nature, is the only way that it's, it's, things are going to go south on you. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if you look at any human being, you'll notice that they will have a learning curve about just about everything you look and you'll see that they have a learning curve. So mm -hmm. if they're a tennis player, they're going to have a learning curve uh, about being a tennis player. And that's as it should be. Now, if you get tight and you get tense, then you'll see it in, in the learning curve. That will adversely affect your learning curve. So things that should be easy for you are now hard for you. 
And so for, what would you say to someone who can see, here's what you're saying, can see they're getting tense and tight and can see that that's potentially um, something they have a high tolerance for? So meaning they have to be really tense and tight before they even notice that they're yeah. tense and tight. I, I remember I ran a, an event, a three-day event recently with, with Barb and a man came up to me after the event and he said, you know, Fiona, before I came here, I would have said I was a calm person. Yeah. I would have said I was a pretty calm guy. And he said, I've seen through these three days that I was nowhere near calm. In mm-hmm. fact, I was so not calm, you know, and, and, and to me I could just see his tolerance for not being calm had just dropped yeah. a huge amount. So for someone who can't see that, do, do you know what I mean? They can say, well, I know I'm tense, but I, I can't see when I'm being tense because to me I'm just showing up. To me I'm just, you know, but maybe they're getting a lot of feedback that you're, you're calm and ten- uh, that you're tense or you're, you're difficult or you're, and they can't see it. What, what would you say to someone? Well, actually, as someone that, like you just described, I would say that they're on the road of recovery. In other words, that yeah. if, they, if they can actually have the humility to admit, admit that they're tense, that would be a step in the right direction. Now, if in, a, in addition to admitting that they're tense, they can be puzzled by their tension, back that they're tense, then they're on the fast track. You will see people who are puzzled by life, by the fact that they're seen, for example, seen as tense, and they don't want to be seen as they get they get the humility to kind of challenge the fact that they're look tense. When you say puzzled, you kind of mean curious. You know, they've, they've got a, a curiosity about it. I guess you know they, they're willing to go. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it's it's interesting yeah. to them. In other words, yeah. what, what makes people curious is if if they can step back. When people are able to step back from themselves, it helps them to evolve. And would you say that's because they're less gripped by their experience when they step back? I would say that, and there's a a lot of other things that a person has uh, gone for them when they step back. That's only one of the things that they have. Another thing that they have is they're more aware, they see how they can become deliberate, they don't respect their intensity as much as they used to do it. For example, a person will will get very intense and then they'll, their minds will clear and they'll say, gee, I wonder why I got so intense. So what people have going for them is the power to be reflective. Every single human has that power to be reflective. And when they get reflective, they see a different world. Mm -hmm. For example, life does not 
seem to go as fast as it used to go. So people will say, yeah, I, I felt some calm going on in my mind. And that was helpful. I love that because you you really you're talking about something that that we all have the capacity for, and um, you know, and in, in my mind, you know, when we often we talk about relationships or people, we're often focused on you know we think understanding comes through learning the differences, and to me, that's not where it comes from. It's seeing the sameness, you know, what what we all have capacity for, regardless of our past, regardless of of things that have gone on in our life. This is something that transcends those, transcends experience, this capacity that we have, everybody. Uh, and I think that's something people don't realise about themselves. So I love that. You're right, the power to be reflective and reflective in a way where you're, you're not beating yourself up, you're not making yourself wrong, you've just got this kind of almost neutral curiosity, isn't it? Really? Yeah. It's definitely been where some of my greatest learnings have come from and, and I've developed an, a, a, an appreciation for that because it was something that you just kind of did sometimes being reflective. Yep. Whereas now I see that as an essential, as essential to me as breathing. Oh, absolutely. Yes, that's how you learn and grow. I, I'm just curious, George, you know, you've mentioned to me in the past the importance of being able to have a meeting of the minds with, with, anyone and everyone, you know, whoever it is you're wanting to be in relationship with, I guess, how, just how important that is for, for, for someone to have a meeting of the minds. I just wondered if you could speak about that a little bit because I know people have a lot of questions around that and I, and I think that a lot of people see that there are obstacles in the way of that based on situations, the person yeah. they're trying to relate to, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I just wondered... Mind sharing some thoughts yeah. on that? See, the, the only thing you need in order to have a, a meeting of the minds is you have to do, deal with the disagreement. You know, so, and the way you can disagree, deal with disagreement, is to put it aside and understand that you're putting this aside. So let's say two people disagree on where they should go on their vacation, okay? And they feel really strongly. One feels strongly that they should go to the sun, and the other one says, I think we should stay home. And they both feel strongly. Now, what I would tell them that would help both of them is to pretend that the other person is giving them a course. So the other person is giving them a course and the name of the course is the benefits of staying. All right. And now they change teachers and course becomes the benefits of travel. Now, I don't know why this is, Fiona, but somehow if people step back from their lives, it's easy to see what they can agree upon. And their resistance 
goes down. Now, it's kind of like that knot that I said. You know, instead of tightening the knot, they loosen it, and it starts to fall apart. Now, in the extreme, when people are totally up against it, so they just found out that they had cancer, or they found out that one of their loved ones was going on a vacation. When push comes to shove, some people see the possibility of not being invested in their particular solution that they were thinking about. So when push comes to shove, people remember what it's like to be easygoing. And that is what makes it possible for them to have a meaning of the mind. Now, Linda and I, because we want to get along, we're quick to take a course by the other person, which usually changes our, our minds and softens up our mindsets. Yeah, so that's your natural go-to. Yeah. Whereas I, I would imagine for many people, the natural go-to is I'm the teacher and uh, you will listen. Yeah. Yeah, the natural go-to is, is to take issue with what the other person says. And we don't realise how easy it is not to do that. That in fact, yeah. as you said earlier, which I love, that actually goes against our natural state. Yeah, it, it does, yeah. And I don't think a lot of people appreciate that. I think a lot of people think the natural state is to be reactionary, to take issue, to yeah. be tense, to, you know, and that. So you're really flipping something on its head just right there with that. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. You're flipping something in its, in its head. You know, it's funny. I've mentioned earlier I've, I bought this horse for my, my daughter 12 months ago and, and it's been an incredible journey on so many levels. We've gone from thinking we might have to sell the horse. We've gone through. We've gone through every kind of up and down. And, and I think what's been really interesting is, you know, when you're dealing with a horse, a horse doesn't let you get away with anything. It just doesn't, right? You, if you're in a bad mood, you don't go there because horses are incredibly sensitive animals. And you're in a bad mood, then this particular horse, she won't stand for it. If you're in yep. a bad mood, get off, right? Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. You know, um, if you're if you're going to take what I do, if you're not going to take the time to ask me nicely, to be in partnership with me, to uh, check in on where I'm at, you can get off. It's 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 been this really, you know, I, 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 Linda said it before, you know, that the, it's been this whole journey of continuously getting over ourselves because the horse won't stand for anything else. That's right. I love that expression, getting over yourself. It really sums up mm. what it is to have a change of heart. Yes, and, and to see how easily that can happen. Yeah. You know, I used to believe I was someone who wasn't very good at that. And I used to think that was because of the way I was raised and blah, blah, blah. But I can see that that's just that just wasn't true. That was just you know habitual thinking that I had. It, it, it was not remote. It had nothing to do with what my capacity as a human being is that we all have. And I think is remarkable and something that's really underutilized. 
Oh, absolutely. So, George, so that ability to have a meeting of mind, I love that. It's like have the other person be the teacher and you be the student, but you be the student with an open mind, an open heart, not from a, I already know this, but from a, I'm ready to sit as a student who knows nothing and is ready to learn. I think that having people share their realities really gives them a chance to um, hear themselves without being locked into a position. I think that makes it easy for people to not take their disagreements too, too seriously because they can see the possibility of reconciliation. Yeah, and that's a really hopeful place to look. Well, you know, when I was in another life, when I was in this commune, there were 50 people. They did everything by consensus. And what I mean by consensus is if there was this one single person that disagreed, they would all start over. So, for example, just to show you how it worked, they had a bunch of people who had signed up to go a month ahead of time to this beach. And now it was was only a, a day before we were all going to go to this beach together. And this person says, well, I, I can't go to the beach. I want you to make it some other time when I can go to the beach. Well, people immediately took out their date books and said, okay, we do everything by consensus, so let's find another date. Well, of course, <laughs> they were too late. All the dates were, were booked up. This person said, that's all right, we'll go pick a date that's three months from now. So everybody had a great attitude about except the person that wanted to change the, the date. And he said, I don't know, I don't know about this. I don't want to be the one that's responsible for you changing the date. And one of the guys said, well, that's all right. You know, we, we've uh, changed dates before. And he says, I, I know, but I just, I, I just don't like the idea that I'm responsible for you changing the date. Well, to his credit, the guy that he was talking to said, well, listen, I, I might have been the one who was responsible. It doesn't matter who's responsible. The point is we're blocking that date. We're saying that that's not a good date. So he said, well, the only reason you're blocking is because I, I can't do it. So then the, the guy says, well, that's true too. They did everything by consensus, and there was one very heated argument where everybody wanted to have the ABC News do a feature on our commune. And all but two people were in favor of that. And when the vote was called, there, were, there was no one who thought it was a good idea. Everybody was against it. And that 
discussion only took a half an hour. And the reason is they were looking to see common ground. Yeah. And everybody made it their business to see common ground. Yeah, that's like, that's what they held in the highest regard. Yeah. And that's something that anybody can do. Anybody can do it. Anybody can do that. Looking for common ground. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant, George. I, yeah. I love that because it's, it is. It's, this is and, I, and this is what I love about these conversations. Like what we're talking about here is available to every single person on the planet. This is not available to a select few. It's not available to, you know, someone who's done this or done that. This is just the capacity that every human being has. Yes. Everybody can see common ground if it's mm -hmm. pointed out to them. And everybody can have that as their go-to as yes. well, you know, as yeah. opposed to the differences, pointing out the differences, because there's always common ground, always. And it feels good. It does something for people to see common ground. It gives them relationship capital, you might say. You know, when they see common ground, they evolve their trust in relationship. It evolves how much goodwill they have and how their goodwill improves as soon as they found that common ground. So common ground really gives people a vision of what's, what's possible. It really does. Thank you. Thank you. That's really, really helpful, George, and I think a really hopeful place for people to, to look. I really want to thank you for your time today. I oh, it's my pleasure, Fiona. Yeah, no, people get a lot of value out of this conversation. Now, I just want to, before we finish off, I just want to tell people you've obviously written this amazing book, The Relationship Handbook. Reading this book cha literally changed my life um, on so many levels. It saved my marriage and ignited something in me that has just grown and grown and grown ever since. People want to know more about you. I know you've recorded many, many, many audios, you know, over 50 audios that you can get through the um, pranskyandassociates.com website. There's a wealth of information and knowledge that both you and, and Linda have. So thank you so very, very much for your time, George. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Relatable, where we are committed to taking the stress and confusion out of relationships. If you're keen to find out more, the best place to start is to head on over to my website, fionalukies.com.au, where you can download my free Relationship Masterclass video series or join the waitlist for Relatable, my brand new online program where I personally take you through how to have a great relationship with anyone.